0: Okay, since the pandemic hit, all of us really we are trying to get used to and figure out new ways of doing things in the so-called new normal. And that includes businesses who, as the saying goes, must adapt or die. And to that end, Uber with a pretty interesting announcement today. And joining us now with more on this, our buddy Tony Chapman, brand expert and host of the podcast, Chatter That Matters, joins us now here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Tony, good afternoon. Jeff, how are you? Yeah, well, thanks. Uh, Uber, this big announcement, uh, they are set to pivot into groceries. Tell us a little bit about their latest venture, Tone.
1: Well, first of all, they're trying to get to this path to profitability, and they've figured out this model of gig economy. Yeah, use somebody else's car, use somebody else's labor, but provide a great service to the consumer. And there's two things that they're doing. Number one is they're offsetting their costs on other people, which is kind of the new platform economy. And the second thing is they're in in a real race for data, which people don't realize that data is ultimately how these companies will monetize. So to get into groceries... Now, first of all, they now understand what you eat, when you eat, in terms of ordering in. They know when you take your Uber car. Now to extend that to groceries, they're building a really interesting profile in an individual that, uh, that can serve them to do a number of different things uh, down, the, down the road.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is a really interesting announcement where they'll take your grocery order, fill it for you, and get it to your house within, they say, uh, two hours. And, Tony, is this a business model that helps maybe not only uh, Uber and, you know, accumulate data, as you mentioned, which, of course, is currency these days, but those that they've uh, partnered with? Does it help them in a way as well? Is it a great way to make uh, sales for those uh, businesses that still have not seen customers return?
1: Yeah, I think it's really smart for, especially if smaller, more independent stores, your favorite cheese shop, fish shop gets on board because it is convenient. It, they would have been smarter to be out six or eight weeks ago when everybody was completely paranoid about going into stores, because that would have been the ultimate service. I think now people are getting more confident with the mask to go in. But I still think it's a great convenience play. You know, this new generation wants the world within arm's reach of desire. So it's a smart move. I mean, they're going up against tough competition. Amazon has certainly uh, set the highest bar possible. And then you've got even Instacart, which has come out and put out a great product, very similar. In terms of they'll fill your cart and deliver it very expensive but they do a good job so for uber to do this right they gonna have to get people trained to, to purchase the right product bring it home there's a perishable issue so there's lots of stuff it's a complex business and that's the trouble you when you look at a marketplace business and say that's complex they got to get the right drivers to buy the right product deliver it at the right time but you know they figure they can they can figure that algorithm out and that model out it's going to be smart because again The more they offer this service to the consumer, the more people will push the Uber app on the phone versus going elsewhere.
0: And the big play here, you believe, is data, that, for example, if Jeff MacArthur is ordering Dawn soap each and every uh, week, uh, all of a sudden, uh, Uber can now share that information with the makers of uh, Dawn, I might be getting coupons uh, on my Uber account or in my email.
1: Could be advertising, could be getting coupons, which is a great strategy. They could get into their own private label. Which we've seen them do with the restaurant business. You know, they know within four square blocks that they can deliver 100,000 Italian dinners. They can partner with somebody to build a, a ghost kitchen that doesn't have a storefront and find a very efficient way of doing things. The real issue in question that's coming out of this platform economy anybody that's riding a, an app into your phone like a Trojan horse, who ultimately owns the customer? Is it Uber Eats or McDonald's? Is it going to be Uber Eats or your local grocery store? Is it going to be, uh, you know, Uber or the place that you're visiting in that car? And that's what data is all about, It's trying to find a way to kind of control the consumer behavior, uh, even manipulate, motivate it. And in doing so, that's where ultimately the big payoff is. So it's less about profit today and much more about uh, a share of, share of uh, mobile device or, or speaker. And, you know, if you could start going, hey, Uber, uh, I need groceries, uh, versus Amazon, fill my grocery order. That's ultimately the, the race they're on. They're not on the race where Walmart and Loblaw are battling off, battling off against uh, each other on on opposite sides of a corner block. They're they're battling for uh, for mobile device and uh, the new speakers. And Uber's trying to get as many things within their uh, bandwidth as they can. Because, again, that, re- that builds a moat in terms of who, who you have a propensity to go to when you want food brought in, when you want a car or a chariot delivered around town, or in this case, uh, as you said, your, uh, your dove soap and your, uh, and your bacon.
0: All right, well, Uber, this is a, a test market. Toronto and Montreal, both Uber Groceries, are going to start there and see how it goes. But is this news from Uber, Tony, an example of what companies need to be thinking about and acting upon in an effort to remain profitable and uh, relevant uh, here in the pandemic and beyond?
1: Yeah, they have to, but it's very expensive to use these third-party intermediaries. Mer- in the I mean, restaurants are paying up to 30% to have the product delivered. So it can't be your only business it has to be ancillary or set up just to be a delivery, to service delivery, and I think that what they have, people have to be realizing is that ultimately consumers are looking for more and less: more of what they want, highly personalized, less friction and less effort. And so any business nowadays that wants to win over the consumer, realize you're competing with this, the standards that Amazon set in terms of online, what Apple set at retail, and that's the kind of mentality you have to go in because the consumer is no longer differentiating between sectors or channels. They're just expecting uh, the best of everything, and that's what's making competition so, tough. so if you're a small business and you're listening to this thing, really understand how to work with Uber, what kind of data they can provide you, what kind of insights, and set up your product strategy so that you're feeding the, the things that got the highest volume and the highest margin opportunities, because ultimately that's where you're going to get the best, the best payoff.
0: All right. On Chatter That Matters, your podcast, I know you've been discussing at length a lot of these issues with small business and small business owners. What are you hearing from them when it comes to this, Tony, and trying to navigate or uh, find their way, uh, find their future?
1: Well, the ones that are embracing this opportunity and moving online are the ones that are having some success. Some are having incredible success. So I was just talking to a, a, one, an upcoming one's going to be Codezilla, who did camps to teach kids how to code. People, Kids got together and playing with unique tech toys. They, they taught these toys how to do things. Well, she can't do it anymore, so she's had to move online. She moved. Quickly, she moved rapidly, and her customer base went from GTA to now she's servicing customers in Saudi Arabia and Virginia. So the, the, what, I'm, what I'm hearing from the small business is the people that go, okay, that's being blocked or slowed down because of COVID. My face-to-face isn't what it used to be, but that still lets me find a new way to get to customers through the cloud. And those are the ones that are succeeding. The ones that are hoping for the good old days and the normal to return are the ones that are failing because they're just, they haven't moved at the same pace the consumers moved in terms of, uh, again, migrating more and more of their decisions. Sadly, for, because I love retail, but more and more consumers are moving online or to their mobile devices to, uh, to get the world they want.
0: Well, listen, I'm driving back into the city later tonight. I got the latest episode downloaded. Can hardly wait to listen. Tony, appreciate the time as always, my friend. Thanks so much for joining us.
1: Talk to you soon, Jeff. Bye-bye.
0: You got it. Tony Chapman, host of the podcast Chatter That Matters. Find it wherever you find your favorite podcasts.